Good morning, church family. Thank God for air conditioning, right? Hey, let's stand to our feet. Uh, let's worship the Lord in this place. Let's be reminded of who we are. It's what the word and what our Lord says who we are. There on the cross 
Praise you, Jesus. Amen.
Church, just for a moment, you think a little bit about the Lord's faithfulness in your life. Through every season that God has been there, He's pursued you in love. Let's just close your eyes and just think about that for a moment. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness, God. When we've wandered, when we've strayed, when we've sinned. Lord, just, uh, we just come before you today. Acknowledging that faithfulness to us, God. We don't, we don't deserve it, Lord. So, Lord, we just uh, confess to you today. Acknowledge you. We love you. We're here today, God, because of you. Lord, we just desire to say yes to you in every situation, in every circumstance, Lord Jesus. We just praise you today, God. Praise you. Honor you. Worthy are you. Worthy are you.
Isaiah, here am I, send me. I'm saying yes, Lord, to whatever you want, whatever you want me to do, God. I'm going, I'm ready. And that is our believers trusting in Jesus as our Lord. That should be the attitude of our heart. That God, we are available. So let's just sing that one more time. Just sing, here am I, send me. praise this morning. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Take a moment, turn and greet those who are beside you today. Welcome to Anastasia Church. We are so glad that you are here joining us. Now my mic's working. Um, thank you, thank you for being here. Um, we are so excited that you are joining us, especially today on Say Yes Weekend. You might have noticed that our atrium looks a little different this morning. I want to encourage you to walk around, stop by each of the tables. You can especially stop by my table, The Well, our college young adult ministry. Shameless plug for us um, if you'd like to get involved. My name is Julia Murray. I am the college young adult minister here. And if this is your first time, I want to encourage you to stop by our welcome desk and grab a gift that we have just for you. You can also text the number 904-441-6900. That will pull up our digital connect card. And whether you've been here for a long time or this is your first time here, you can use that number, text the word connect, 
and send any prayer requests. Let us know where you're visiting. Um, it's a great way for us to know what is going on in your life and pray for y'all. We love doing that as a staff, our pastors, our ministry staff. We covet praying for you each and every week. So please, please use that digital connect card. You can also text that same num number and text the word news. That will pull up our digital bulletin. So everything I'm talking about this morning, you can find in that digital bulletin throughout the week by texting the word news. A few things that we have coming up. This Wednesday, we will have a special called Congregational Meeting. Our Building Steering Committee has some exciting news for our faith campaign. So if you want to know more about what is going on there, you can text that same number, 904-441-6900, and text the word agenda. That will pull up the agenda of what will be discussed at the meeting this Wednesday. But hope that you can join us Wednesday at 6. We also have a beach baptism happening on July 31st. So if you have been wanting to take that next step in your faith um, by being baptized, I encourage you at the end of the service today to come to the front, find one of our counselors. We would love to talk to you about going deeper in your faith. And church family, it's such an incredible time to celebrate people who are making their faith public. So I just encourage you to join us on July 31st for our beach baptism. And now, Rachel. Thank you, Julia. Um, I am so excited to have you all here in-house with us today. My name is Rachel Smith. I'm the Discipleship and Social Media Ministry Coordinator here at Anastasia Church. If you came in this morning, like, I, like Julia said, it is Say Yes Weekend, and there's so many ministry opportunities available for you to be a part of in the atrium, but those ministry opportunities aren't available to us without your generous gift giving. Thank you so much as a church for giving not only your time and energy for us here at Anastasia, but also your resources. We really appreciate it. It changes not only within the four walls of this church, but it helps us share the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ globally. So if you feel called to give today, there are three ways to do it. You can give in person at one of our drop boxes here in church. You can give online or you can text the word GIVE to 904-441-6900. Um, I'm going to pray for us before we continue into worship just over our tithes and offerings. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this time that we get to spend together to worship you, glorify you, and honor you, Lord. I pray for the gifts that we are receiving today in the giver, that they help us to give you our best yes, Lord, to make your name known far and wide throughout the ends of the earth. Lord Jesus, it's in your mighty and precious and holy name that I pray. Amen. Well, good morning, church. Good to see you this morning. We're so grateful that you're here for Say Yes Weekend, as you heard, and our atrium looks very different. Uh, but this weekend is all about partnerships. It's about us coming together as a church. And we believe that we are better together. But when we serve God and we partner with him and what he is doing, that life experiences fulfillment for us, right? We experience the fullness of life in Christ Jesus. So we pray that this morning that you would say yes, that you would say yes to serving God, that you would say yes to connecting in and being a part of what he is doing right here in the body of Anastasia. So after service, there's going to be uh, ministry leaders at all these different tables. I encourage you to stop by, but most of all, we encourage you to pray in partnering with uh, what God is doing right here. 
One of the ways that you guys have been so faithful as a church over the years in partnering with what God is doing is through our Four Generations Faith Campaign. You guys have been so incredible over the years. I mean, it's been a series of years that we've been praying and planning and talking about that. Uh, back in May, uh, we came together as a church and you guys voted. We, we voted together to continue forward in our building project of building uh, a better space for our children, our youth, our college, and our families. And as we, uh, you guys said yes as a congregation, uh, we begin to take steps moving towards that way in that process. And during that process, as we begin to receive some bids back and, and got some more information, uh, we have some updated information. As you heard Julia mention earlier that we have a special called congregational meeting this Wednesday at 6 p.m. And really uh, what, what that entails, and you can get that uh, agenda of what that motion is going to be by texting our key, our number, and texting the word agenda to that. But as we started that process, what you guys approved as a church, what we approved together as a church, was a roughly a $14 million uh, plan to continue forward. As we receive further bids, it looks like that cost is going to be uh, closer to 14.2, not including uh, additional uh, site work and plans and furniture and fixtures, which would bring the cost closer to $16 million. Now, I know that's a lot. That's, that's a stretch. Uh, but as we came together as a uh, building steering committee, as our architectural team met, and we prayed about it, this is the direction that we feel that the Lord is leading. And we believe that we can step out in faith on that. But as a church, we want this to unite us. We don't want this to divide us. And so we want to invite you this Wednesday to be a part of that conversation. But I, I encourage you first and first foremost that our first step of action would be to pray. Pray and fast and seek the Lord's guidance. You know, when, we, when you start to hear about the plans that maybe God has ahead of us, and sometimes when we start to see what maybe he's leading us to, sometimes we can step back in fear and say, God, I don't know. But I encourage us to not let that discourage us, but let faith drive this. Let faith be behind this. Let God be the one who gives us vision in that. So I encourage you, take this week, take these next few days, pray about that and encourage you to be there Wednesday to ask questions, to hear the reasonings uh, behind moving forward. And so I encourage you to do that. But I just, I just want to right now, right where we're at, it's important enough. Let's pray right now in the service uh, and, and just ask God to direct us. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. God, and we are just blown away by your faithfulness. God, we ask that God, as we take steps moving forward to where we feel that you have called us as a church, Lord, that your discernment, that your wisdom, that your guidance would be with us in the midst of that. God, we, we, we declare that we don't want to go anywhere where you're not leading us. And so, God, give us peace. Give us clarity. God, I thank you so very much for this church, for their faithfulness. But, God, pray that you'd be in the midst of these next steps for us. And so, Father, we love you. We give you all glory all honor and all praise. It's in the name of Jesus we pray and all God's people said, amen. amen. Well, I want to talk this morning as we say, uh, as we have Say Yes Weekend about giving God our best. Giving God our best. You know, I, I think as we talk about serving and, and giving to the Lord and, and uh, stepping into ministry, that's what God desires of us, right? He, he longs for us to be a part of what he is doing and he gives us opportunities to partner with him and to be used by him. And I, I believe that God alone is worthy of our service, right? Because of who he is, because of his sovereignty, because of who he is, he deserves our worship and our service. But not only that, but because of what Jesus did on the cross, 
The, the scripture is talking about it should just be our reasonable act of worship to surrender under to him, to serve him in anything and everything that we can do. That should be our reasonable act of worship. But what does it look like to give God our best? To give him our best, yes. I was thinking about this the other day and uh, a conversation I had, I had, I needed some work done on my house and uh, it was, it was a warranty issue. And, and so I, I called the service company and I don't name what it is, but I called the service company and I just said, Hey, I have an issue with my house. I need, I need you to send a repairman out and uh, to get this fixed. You know, what is the soonest you can get a person here? So I started talking. She said, let me check our availability. And she said, well, I happen to have three weeks from today on a Monday between 9am and 5pm availability. I was thinking, is that, is that the best, you know, that you can give? Or is that the quickest you can give? And she said, yes, sir, that's, that's the best that we can give. I said, okay, well, it's, it's got to get fixed. So, uh, yeah, put me down. So I had to take a day off of work. And so I stayed home and I waited around 10, 10 a.m. Nobody showed up. 11 p.m. or, you know, 11 a.m. Nobody's there. 1 p.m. I'm starting to get a little frustrated, getting a little worried. I took this whole day off of work. You know, when are they going to show up? Uh, 3 p.m. Nobody's there. And then finally, 5 p.m. rolls around and nobody shows up. I'm frustrated. You know, I'm a little angry at this point, you know, trying to just pray about things, you know, keep my cool here. All right, so I call him back the next day and say, hey, you know, I, I took off a day of work. You know, I was waiting for the service person to get here and nobody showed up. You know, can, can, can we work on this? He said, well, yes, let me, let me check our schedule and see when our next availability is. <laughs> I have three weeks from today on a Monday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., <laughs> A little frustrated, I just asked the question, is, is that the best that you can do, right? And and uh, said, yes, sir, that's the soonest that we have available. So sure enough, I waited the three weeks on that Monday, and they came. But you know, as I asked that question, I wonder when we make ourselves available to God, and we try to fit serving God into our busy schedules, and maybe the time that we give him is not the time that he deserves. I wonder if God asks us sometimes, is that the best that you can give? Is that the best that you can do to serve me? Because here's what I know. Life becomes so very busy. If we're not intentional about giving God our very best, what happens is we miss an opportunity to love on our Lord and to be blessed by serving him. And so this morning, I, I want to talk to you guys about giving God our best because I believe that God has called us to surrender all to serve him. And I would also say that the best version of our lives are serving Jesus. The best versions of our lives are the ones where we are in surrender, giving God our best because we experience the fullness of life in Jesus when we are surrendering over to him. And so I'm going to be looking at Luke chapter 9 this morning in verse 23. And uh, just to set the context before we open and read this, of what's going on, Jesus is talking with his disciples and, and, and it, two major conversations happen before we open this passage. One is Jesus asks his disciples this important question is say, who do you say that I am, right? Jesus is asking his disciples, who do you see that I am? Who do you say that I am? Who do you believe that I am? Peter jumps in right away and answers rightly. He says, you are the Lord, right? You're the Messiah. You're the one that we've been waiting for. You're, you're God's son. You are the Messiah. And, 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 he, and he puts faith in, in an understanding and belief in knowing who Jesus is. And then right after that, another important, uh, really, word that Jesus gives. He says, in, in just, just a little bit of time, the son of man is going to suffer many things. 
And he's going to be killed and he's going to be buried and then rise again on the third day. So two important conversations happen here. One is, who do you say I am, right? Jesus is declaring that he is the one true Messiah. He's also declaring that he's going to die and rise again. And then right on the cusp of that is where we get Luke chapter 9, verse 23. I'm going to invite you to please stand in the honor of reading of God's word this morning. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life would lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him will the son of man be ashamed. When he comes to his glory in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated this morning. So Jesus talks about the importance of believing in who he is, that he is the son of man. He talks about his death and resurrection. And then he lays out what it looks like to follow Jesus, to follow him and to give us give him our best. You know, I I think Jesus tells us that there's a way to find fulfillment and purpose in life by surrendering over to following him. And so just a couple of things that I gleaned from this passage on, on how we can give God our best. Giving God our best requires us to, and you can write this down, say yes to saying no, right? If we're going to give God our best, we've got to say yes to saying no. Now, kind of an interesting statement there, right? He says, Let him deny himself. Anyone who is following me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Another translation says, if anyone, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. (laughs) In other words, you got to say no to yourself, no to your agenda, and no to your plans sometimes. And I tell you, I I struggle with saying no. (laughs) I'm the yes guy. (laughs) People come to me and they want something done. I like to say yes. Like I like to just jump in. If you have a project, just ask me to do it. I'll probably say yes. And, and, and uh, you know, I don't like to disappoint people. So I like to give a yes. I don't like to give the word no. But what happens is when I give my yes too many times, my overcommitment can lead me to not giving the best to God. My overcommitment can lead me to not giving God all that he deserves and all that he asks of me. Jesus is telling us to follow him and to give him our best that we're going to have to say no sometimes. And sometimes that person we have to say no to is the one right in front of you, right? It's ourselves. He's saying, if you're going to give me your best, you're going to follow me. You're going to say no to yourself. You're going to say no to the world around you. And you're going to say yes to me. And you're going to surrender everything over. This means sometimes that as we follow Jesus, it means that we're going to have to say no to people. It means that we're going to have to say no to taking a job sometimes. It's going to be so, no to uh, taking on some tasks so that we can ensure that we give our best to God. Some of you are saying, Sam, well, how do I get to the place of giving God my best practically? Start with this question. What do I need to say no to to give God my very best? What do I need to say no to right now to give God my very best? Can I tell you, you know, if we pursue the things of the world, there are, there's a good life that you can have. You can have a good job. You can have lots of things. You know, if you pursue the things of this world, you can be successful. You can enjoy the things of the world. That's a good life. 
But can I tell you, when you pursue and surrender over to Jesus, there is a great life awaiting for you. There's a great life for those who would choose Jesus and find that their identity in him is secure, that know that they are a beloved child of God. There is a great life for those who would pursue Jesus and, and bring hope to the hopeless and light to the darkness and care for the broken and healing to the sick. There's a great life in following Jesus. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite quotes from John Maxwell, he says this, we need to learn to say no to the good so we can say yes to the great. We need to say no to the good so we can say yes to the great. Can I tell you, a life pursuing Jesus is a great life. We can pursue the things of the world, and it may be good and satisfying for the moment. But can I tell you, in the long run, the only great life I know is the one where we are surrendering unto Jesus. Pursue him fully. I love what John 10.10 says. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's the great life. You know, so, so many people think that that word uh, abundantly, abundant life, uh, is talking about uh, when we get to heaven, right? To be with Jesus and the abundant life for eternity with Jesus. Can I tell you the abundant life starts right here and now. It starts with us living and serving and surrendering over to Jesus. If you want to find fulfill, fulfillment, purpose, man, surrender over now because that's the abundant life that starts now. The fullest life we can live is the one where we're not living for ourselves but serving the Lord. Second thing you can write down, if we're going to give God our best, it means that we're okay being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Jesus says, if any man will come after me, he needs to take up his cross and daily follow me. Mm. You know, Jesus is not referring here to a literal cross rather than more of a metaphorical cross. Jesus is, just as the Father had instructed him to bear the cross, to bear the, the sins of humanity, he took upon that cross. But for each and every one of us, God is calling us to serve him. And sometimes when we serve him, it means that we get uncomfortable, but we should be okay with it because we know that our Lord and our Savior is deserving of our service. He's deserving of us feeling uh, uncomfortable and getting out of our comfort zone. Jesus wanted us to know sometimes it may be difficult and a challenging task to follow after him, but nevertheless, it's rewarding. Sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable to serve him for caring for others to be the church, to sharing our faith, to serving in ministry. Sometimes those things are uncomfortable. You know, one of my, my favorite memories of this church is just a, a few days after Hurricane Matthew, right? So many of you are here, right? And there was just so much uh, work and, and help that our community needed. And, and within 72 hours, this church rallied together. And we had teams going out in every direction, helping and caring for people. I mean, we had teams going out to clean up debris, help people whose homes were flooded, uh, gut their houses. We had uh, groups of people going out to provide meals, to check on people. I mean, it was just this incredible scene just to stand back and watch all the different people going out and serving. Can I tell you, though, for, for a lot of people serving that week and being on various teams going out, it wasn't necessarily comfortable. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily easy work. In fact, it was hot, it was messy, it was muddy. But you know, I didn't hear anybody complaining about being uncomfortable. Why? 
because they knew that they needed to step up and to serve the community and be the light in the darkness. In fact, what I saw is people, they were happy. You, you, you'd see them day after day, and they were covered in mud and dirt and all these things coming back with a smile on their face because they were comfortable being uncomfortable because they knew that God had called them to go out and to serve. There was reward. There was blessing. There was fulfillment in doing what God had called them to ask them to do. You know, for us, it should be that same mentality. God, I don't know what you're calling me to do today, but God, whatever it is, I'm I'm with you. Maybe it means me getting uncomfortable, getting out of my comfort zone, but I'm going to trust that you are faithful and that you are there in my time of need and that even if I go ahead and it's a difficult season of life, I know that you're going to be with me. I I love the Apostle Paul, and and his mentality was that, you know, uh, I'm going to serve God to the fullest, and even if it means being uncomfortable uh, for his sake, I'm going to trust in him more fully. I'm going to lean into him. I'm going to know that as I get in circumstances where I'm uncomfortable, I know that God is going to be with me. He wrote this in Philippians uh, chapter 3, verse 8. He says, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Listen to this. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrections and may share in his sufferings. Paul understood that when he stepped out into faith, when he got a little uncomfortable, what happened is, his relationship with the Lord got stronger. He had to trust him more. But every time that he depended on the Lord, you know what? The Lord showed up. The Lord was faithful. And so we can be comfortable with being uncomfortable because we know if God's calling us to something, he's gonna be faithful and he's gonna be there with us when we are serving. If we wanna give God our best, we've gotta be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Third thing that you can write down, this one's challenging. If we're gonna give God our best, we're gonna freeing our calendar to fill it. We're gonna be we need to be freeing our calendar to fill it. Jesus said, daily follow me. You know, we talked about this idea when we say yes to Christ, sometimes that means that we have to say no uh, to our own agenda, our own ways of life, the things that maybe we desire or things that we want. But practically speaking, Jesus tells us daily that we should follow him. Now, it shouldn't be like a once every month thing. It shouldn't be like, you know, when it's convenient, he says Daily, follow him. Daily, pick up our cross. You know, when we talk about this, you know, our, God is calling us and desires for us to rewrite our days, to rewrite our weeks, to rewrite our months, to rewrite our calendars. Not so that when we have availability, we fit God into our calendar, but we rewrite our calendars so that we are available to God and we fit everything else around that. It's a paradigm shift. We need to clear our calendars to let God fill them so that we can be used by him. You know, I believe that one of the ways that Satan is attacking the family and the church and our society is he's trying to fill our calendars with menial things. Things that really don't matter in the long run. And and so we, we fill our calendars with these things that really don't matter. And then when it's time for us to serve God, we don't have any time left. You know, for the family, it's difficult. When you think about the average family being bombarded with weekly activities, sports, school, work, family time, social media, and in the midst of all that, right? How are we to fit God into that? If we go about thinking that way, we're never going to fit him in. But if we rewrite our calendars and say God's first, 
and everything else fills in around that. We need to put God first. I, I love this quote by one of the authors uh, that uh, I've been reading through. He says, if we are unclear about where we are going daily, we will end up exactly where we don't want to be. It starts with daily habits. It starts with daily activities and daily putting Christ first in everything. Uh, you know, I love what Ephesians 5.15, that's one of my kind of my life verses. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. Days are evil. And if we're not careful and if we're not intentional with our time, Life will pass us by, and we will not realize until our days are gone that we didn't spend our life doing what is most important, and that is serving God. Watch your days. Be mindful of how you spend your time. Jesus even says, for what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? You can gain the whole world. You can fill your calendar with all the job responsibilities and tasks that you would want. But if you're not daily living for him, I would question whether you're doing what is meaningful in your life and purposeful. Giving God our best requires us to be available for him to use. Are you available? Fourth thing that you can write down is Jesus teaches us to give us, to give him our best. It means that we need to be letting go to take hold. (laughs) Letting go to take hold. Jesus makes a statement, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Right? This is kind of this paradoxical statement, right? Other translation, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. You know, I, I think what Jesus is trying to say here is if we let go of trying to be in control of our life, our agenda, our calendar, and our path... But what we happen is when we surrender over to him, what we find is that we find more abundant life. And we stop trying to be in control of everything and we start surrendering over to him, you take hold of the rich life that is living in relationship with Christ Jesus. But it requires us to let go and to surrender. Man, I'm praying this morning that some of you would say yes to serving. Maybe it's in youth ministry this morning. I'm praying that some of you would say yes to being a part of our missions team. I'm praying that some of you would say yes to serving in our children's ministry. I'm praying that some of you would say yes to being a greeter that welcomes people into the church. I'm praying that this morning that you would have a heart, a mentality, a mindset of God, wherever you lead me, I'm going to say yes. Because you're deserving of my very best. You know, I, I think about as in life, you know, so, mu- so many of us, we have our hands clenched tight on our life, our calendar, our agenda, our time, and, and, and we're very careful to let go of that. We want to control, we want to dictate how we use our life. And, and what Jesus is telling us is to surrender that over to him, to have this open hand mentality. That God, we, we give our life to you. You know, I, I was thinking about this, you know, God... God has just fearfully and wonderfully made us, right? I, I don't know if, you, if you've looked at yourself lately, but just stop for a moment. Scripture says we are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. Like you can see how good God is and how he created us. I mean, just, just look at our hands for a minute, right? Look at our hands. Our hands have fingers on them and thumbs on them. And, you know, it, God has given these so that we can do various things, right? I mean, think about how many things that we can do with our hands, 
We can paint, we can be creative, we can build, we can open doors, we can cook meals, we can get dressed, all these things, right? Just because of the way that God has created us. You know, imagine though, just for a minute, I know this sounds silly, imagine going your whole life without really using your hands. Imagine if you just held your hands clenched like this for your whole life. I know that sounds silly, right? Nobody would do that, right? But imagine living your whole life as if you were just holding on to something. Imagine how hard it would be just to tie your shoes. Imagine how hard it would be to get dressed every morning. Imagine how hard it would be to cook dinner at night. Ladies, imagine how hard it would be to put on your makeup, right? (laughs) To do your hair, to open doors. You know, as silly as that sounds, you know, this is how most of us live our lives. Holding on and not letting go. But the problem with that mentality is, is it puts us in a place where life is that much harder. And we cannot receive the blessings and the life that is abundant in Christ Jesus until we open up and surrender unto him. It requires us letting go, saying, God, not my will, not my agenda. God, yours. I want to surrender fully to you, Lord Jesus. This morning, I'm praying that some of you, myself included, will come before Jesus and say, God, it's all yours. It's all yours. It's not mine. I don't want to try to live for my own agenda. I don't want to try to live to fill my own calendar. I want you to be first and foremost. God, you deserve my very best. So God, I'm opening up my hands. Use me however you want. I'm available, God. I'm for you. I'm praying this morning would be a time where you partner with God. God's at work. God doesn't need our help, but he allows us to be a part of what he's doing. It is a privilege. Just as we say here, serving is a privilege. It's a privilege to be in the service of King Jesus. And there is no greater life that you can experience. There's no more abundant life that you can experience than living in service to Jesus. Let's pray this morning. Lord Jesus, we love you. God, we want to give you Uh, God, all glory, all honor. And God, we declare this morning as a church, God, my, my prayer for us is that God, as we have this time of invitation, God, our hearts would shout, Lord, we are available. Use us. God, we're yours. God, you are worthy of all praise. You're worthy of all service. God, you're worthy. And because you're worthy, we surrender unto you. God, this morning, may we say our best yes to you because we give us give you our best may it, lord may it mean that god we are going to run after you all the days of our life so god i pray this morning for someone who god you're tugging on their heart saying say yes to serve in ministry this morning i pray that they would walk out this atrium in just a minute and they would sign up to serve god i pray for maybe someone here this morning that just needs for the first time to surrender to you as lord and savior god i pray that this morning they would do that God, we love you. God, we praise you. God, we want to give you all glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Let's stand, let's worship. And if God's calling, you respond this morning. You lean in as he leads.
your best. And as we have an opportunity to respond, I pray that you go out in the atrium and say yes to God by serving him. And let's give God our very best because he is deserving of it. Amen. God bless you, church. You have a great day.